Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Utah will be in drought next summer. Smart Rain knows the 2022 budget planning for most businesses is coming soon. Take advantage of their Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money. Check Best of State Award winner Smart Rain at smartrain.net. He is the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. He's our friend David Locke. David, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. Uh, you and Ron sound great already. Uh, you guys uh, seem like you're in mid-season form. I think it's it's just the juice. You guys are back out in the road and with the team. It's sounding good. It's been fun. Uh, play. You know, I've used the preseason the same way uh, the players have. I've fiddled around, as you know, I think probably sitting with Lacombe. I've mentioned it to him. Like, I've played around with different styles and different feels and different techniques and try to feel what's right for the right time. So it's... Um, no, there's no – you, you, you use the preseason as an announcer the same way as they do the regular season. I guess it, I better have to be ready now here for soon. So, David, what is the story of the preseason? What's the biggest story in the preseason in, you, uh, in your mind? I thought the veterans buy-in, right? I thought Jordan Clarkson, Donovan Mitchell, all of them, but, like, Mike Conley, really you could see what Quinn Snyder had asked them to do. Um, what they were, what they were, try, you know, what they were trying to execute um, was was clear. Clarkson played incredibly fast. Donovan pushed it. Mike got out in front, you know, trying to play that same quick style that they played last year, maybe even more accelerated. I thought that was was really clear. Yet at the same time, you saw the ball move. Um, so I thought that the veterans. But I know that fans want to talk about Jared Butler and they want to get excited about all the new flavor of the month. And it's certainly fun when your ice cream store has something new. But the fact of the matter is ice cream stores live by chocolate, vanilla and strawberry. And our chocolate, vanilla um, in strawberry is, you know, our seven man rotation uh, at the top of the, And that's who's going to make us win or lose this year. And so as much as it's fun and it looks like Jared Butler is going to be able to contribute, and you might want to choose that as the storyline of the preseason. In my mind, the storyline is that the veterans bought in, have played hard, have played with focus, seem to be free from the scars of the postseasons of the last two years. And uh, and really, uh, that to me is far more important than any of this other stuff because that's what's going to determine this season. Uh, by the way, our, our guy Travis Russ says hi. He's uh, he's what? right here. He's got the booth right across from me. Uh, yeah, our boy Blue is down here. That's what I'm saying. He just where, came over and gave me the knuckles because the they're breaking it down. So I thought I'm at uh, I'm at the Salt Palace, Silicon Slopes, down here with Homie, and oh. uh, he's uh, he's working for Franklin Covey, which is right across from me. It was a pleasant surprise running into our guy. Oh. Blue. Does he want to run jazz games again? <laughs> I thought about asking him that. I don't know. He looks like he's got a pretty good gig going. So anyway, he uh, just he came over dude. and, and uh, said goodbye to me. So I thought, oh man, one of one of the best. You uh, you certainly have that right. Um, so David, I agree with you about uh, about the main guys and. If the Jazz are going to go to the next level, you know it's Donovan and Rudy who get better. It's the the, the the most effective way to get there. But let me ask you this for Donovan Mitchell to take the next step. And granted that this is a, a really difficult one because he's already really good, but to go from all-star to first team, all NBA, what would Donovan Mitchell have to do or add to his game? First team, all NBA might be close to 
impossible because of who the other players in the league are. If that makes sense. Like, as, like Donovan probably wouldn't agree with me on this, but if I'm going to go, if Donovan's going to make first team, to me there are, I'm just, I think they've gone kind of positionless on first team All-NBA, but aren't there five guys that are first team All-NBA before we even start the year? Like Giannis, Steph, Luca, Durant, LeBron, right? Okay. So that's before I count. Not possible to break into that conversation then? I, I, I mean, that's before I count Jokic or Lillard or I don't Zion if he ever plays or. James Harden, or I mean, there are eight Joel Embiid. Like, there's eight or ten guys in this league that are up at the peak of top ten. Like, you know, if Donovan can add two free throws in one three a game and increase some efficiency and lead us to wins, I think he gets into a, a rarefied air conversation. Um, but first team All NBA in the way this league is loaded. I mean. My biggest takeaway from the preseason, honestly, was how great Luka Doncic and Giannis Antetokounmpo were. Like, that just was the – I thought the other one I would say in regards to the preseason, um, and I was actually talking to my wife about this today, is the tiers of the league are so incredible, right? So – and what I mean by that is those two guys I just talked about certainly are – like Doncic, I thought Doncic and um, uh, Giannis were just better than anybody else I saw. Like I just, I just thought they looked better than anyone else I saw. And then there's the next tier, which is like the really good players and the stars. And then all of a sudden, there's the tier of guys that aren't regular players. So as good as you know, Mia Oni and Elijah Hughes of our team look, but there's just a really obvious gap from those players to. And then from what the regular players, and then there's the next tier below that, which is the Derek Alston Jr. You know, juniors and and guys we saw there. So I, I thought that was as much as anything in the preseason as eye opening, just how obvious those tiers are of talent. And you know, for Donovan to become a first team All NBA player means he's got to break into Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Stephen Curry, LeBron James land. That's 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 a different here than Donovan's been at at any point in his career. David Locke with us, uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let me ask you if this is is a reasonable expectation of Donovan Mitchell. Not that this would get him to first team, but I was really encouraged with his defense against the Pelicans, and so was Rudy Gobert, and I felt like with Donovan's postgame comments, he felt encouraged to me. Can Donovan get to the point defensively where maybe he's not guarding the other team's best player for the entire game, but can he get to the point defensively where he gives you spurts where he gives the other team's best player fits, right? Can he have stretches where he really gives Damian Lillard, for example, a hard time? Is that reasonable to expect out of him? Maybe for a possession or two, but there are there aren't a lot of guys that are being asked to carry 26 points a game that are being asked to do that. 
you know, Giannis is probably the closest to it. He just plays with such tenacity. I mean, I think that the lesson out of Giannis last night was look how hard the two-time MVP NBA champion was playing, diving on the floor in the, in the game last night. Um, he was just marvelous. And I talked to somebody at halftime who, you know, of, who's, you know, in the organization who was like, I hope our guys are taking notice because that if you're going to win this thing, that's what you've got to get through is that, right? And, and you know, Giannis, you know, I thought Giannis was incredible last night. I think they were like plus 16 when Giannis was on the floor in the 21 minutes last night. It was, his impact was real. Um, and so I thought, you know, I think that's what you're, I don't think I could ask him to guard Dame or, or do one of the, that's just, there's not a lot of guys in this league that do that. Frankly, LeBron doesn't do it anymore. Dame doesn't do it. Harden doesn't do it. Not, none of the guys who, um, uh, who do who do those things did that. But I think, you know, can he at times and can he just be better than he was last year? I mean, that Clipper game is, is brutal, but he's also on half an ankle. So it's really hard to tell. David, curious to your thoughts on the Kyrie Irving situation and what Brooklyn should or should not do. Uh, I'm not listening to basketball players for medical advice. That would be my first takeaway. Um, but on either side, like I'll listen to doctors and science for my medical advice. Um, and then um, I think we'll. I think this is. There's a lot of grandstanding going on right now, and a lot of words, and I think it'll end pretty quickly. Too much money involved. Yeah, basically, and I just. Yeah, I'm, you know, I can't speak. I don't know. Kyrie's done a lot of let's not let's not forget some of the stuff Kyrie has done, which is he's been very philanthropic and he's done a lot of actually really important things in various communities. And he's a very unique bird. Um, and, I, you know, that's been the story on him. He's like, you know, it's funny. He's the only one guy in the world who's not like playing for, with LeBron. And that's, you know, that's Kyrie. Um but so he's, a, you know, he's a different guy, but he also has donated, you know, he's done an incredible amount of charity. He's probably done as much charity work as a lot of players in the league. I mean, I think he, if I remember correctly, like he donated a million and a half dollars to WNBA players who were sitting out the season a few years ago. I mean, he's really pretty incredible. If you just do a Google search on Kyrie Irving donates, it's endless. Um, so, um, you know, I, you know, we, I don't want to make him sound like he's grandstanding with insincerity and discredit the fact that I think he gave half a million dollars to Feed America at one point in time. I just think you can be, you can really jump into these like moments and and over characterize a guy incorrectly. And I don't want to do that. I just feel like it's a lot of, a lot of noise right now that usually means we're coming to a conclusion. Ben Simmons came to his senses and realized that he didn't want to lose several hundred thousand dollars per game that uh, that he missed. Um, what do you think about how that story is playing out, and what's the likelihood he's on the Sixers after the trade deadline? Um, you know, I thought Antonio Daniels, and it was on a Locked On Insider thing, made a really interesting comment. He made the comment that locker rooms are forgiving. Players are, are very understanding to each other, and the locker rooms are very forgiving. But players are not very forgiving outside of the locker room. So I thought that was a, you know, here's a guy who clearly has been in, 
in locker rooms and, and spent his career there 14 years in the league. So you don't know who Antonio Daniels is. He's now also on Sirius XM and the Pelicans um, uh, announcer. So, I mean, he's been around for um, – He's been around for a long time and gets it. And I just thought that was a super interesting comment in regards to the way in which you view it. So internally in the locker room, he figures they'll be fine. Um, but once it gets to Doc Rivers in the front office and some of the way they've dealt with things, um, I don't think that they were – I don't think they're fine. Um, the other one I would say is that the truth of the matter is that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons do not complement each other's games. And if you saw Ben uh, Joel Embiid's first five minutes against Brooklyn the other night on the day in which I think Ben Simmons announced he was coming back, it was one of the most awesome arrays of plays I've seen by a big man in the league. Now it was a preseason game, and you know, but it was. He played eight minutes and he scored 14 points and had three assists. Like, find that game on NBA.com and go watch the first quarter of that game. It's insane what he was, the work he was putting in on people. And it was a message, right? I mean, it was a, it was an absolute message that I'm better without this guy around. He opened the game with a three. He then busted another three um, shortly thereafter. Um, then he came in with an, you know, a post move for an 11-footer. Then he came in with a turnaround jumper. Then he went post move power. Then he hit who's, uh, cork mods for a three, if I remember correctly. I mean, it was just silly. It was like 15-7, to seven and Joel Embiid had like contributed all 15 points. And the fact is we saw Ben Simmons without Joel Embiid against us, and he was amazing. So um, it, it was – they don't. They don't complement each other on the floor. That that that's the reality of the, that situation. You know, if you look at the contrast, just using our backyard, there was so much talk about Donovan and Rudy and all that. I don't care if they're getting along on or off the court. They be- complement each other beautifully on the court. And everything I've heard about Joel and Ben is that they actually get along really well off the court, but they just don't complement each other on the court at all. David, with your Bay Area ties, does that mean you're a Giants guy? Oh, oh yeah. This is this is serious stuff. Tonight. So uh, you're nervous? You ner- Yeah, they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Would- like it's not it's not fair. They're so they're so good. It's it should be illegal. You shouldn't have teams that have that much talent on it. Um, the only thing that makes me not nervous is, you know, if you were to tell me I have one game. If I have to try to win, if I'm a fan and I'm going to try to beat the Dodgers, like I'm glad it's not a seven-game series, I guess is what I'm saying, right? In the sense that I'd rather not have to try to beat them two out of the next three. I don't think there's any chance you could do that. But we, the Giants have done a good enough job to get it down to one, to one game, and with you know one game, they have a shot. There's, there's a possibility with one game that things could go right, the ball bounces, there's luck involved. And that they could win, but if those and the and the Giants were great this year, they were very you know to me, they truly reminded me of the um, of the Jazz. I actually think the Giants are the Jazz. I just hope it ends differently. Um, so, I, I, uh, the, it's just it's just stupid. Like, how many All Stars can you have in in one lineup, and how many Cy Youngs can you have pitching? I mean, it's just stupid. 
If they win tonight, they're winning the World Series. Just don't. Like, we could stop. And we can stop playing at that point. The only scenario where they don't win the World Series is that the Giants got them in a short series. Or the Cardinals were to beat them on in a one-game series. That's the only way you can beat this team. But seven games, everything else from here is seven games. There's no way the Dodgers lose if they win tonight. Man, I'd love to see the Dodgers lose, though, because I always like seeing the Dodgers lose. But then I can go with anybody but the you Red know why? Sox, you know which why? is, is kind of nice. David, as you can tell, why? Because any day that, that ends in Y is a good day for the Dodgers to lose. <laughs> yes. Yes, I completely agree. Well, you know, elimination games are always fun. So uh, enjoy watching the game tonight. Uh, David, excited to work with you again in the regular season coming up. And uh, we're going to put together one heck of a broadcast. Thanks for jumping on with us. Appreciate it. Have a good time. And if you see any, you know, other Travis Russ in the world, see if they're available. I'll do my best. Thanks, buddy. See you. There you go. That's our good friend David Locke, of course, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. His uh, the, his appearance on the big show brought to you each and every week by our friends at the Murdoch Auto Group.